Indie. What's up, Indie? Indie News Network. Indie. I get news from Independent Left. Independent Left dot News. Independent Left dot News. Indie Left Media. Independent Left News. Indie Left. Independent Left News. Independent Left Media. Indie Media. Indie Left. Indie. 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 Indie Left News. Indie Left. Hi, Indie. Indie Left News. Subscribe to Indie News Network. We're world building. Your your way of assisting, I feel like, is really cool. Independentleft.news. Independent Left News. I'm a huge fan. He created INN. The founder of uh, Independent News Network. Indie is the founder of Indie News Network. Thank you, Independent Left.news. A huge thank you and shout out to Indie Left. Everyone, check out Indie Left News. Hey, Indie Left. Independentleft.news. Indie. Indie. Hi, Indie. Indie Left. Indie Left News. Indie News. Independent Media. Independent Left News has done an amazing job. How is everybody? It's Sunday night. Whoa, look at this. Check out this whole new look and feel. And wow, new shoes, new look, new. Wow. We got Reef still here. He he hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. We still got good brick. Reef's it's still here. It's a good brick. Um, it is a good brick. It's a very good brick. And now you're aligned with the sound, so that's good. Um, I see we've got a bunch of people already here filling out, and I love that. Hi, everybody. Yeah, uh, we did We did a little bit of a rebrand. You saw at the end of the video, thank you, Jimmy, again, for the theme song, Jimmy Jimmy Meets World, or Jimmy Saves World, and also at Image Productions. If you find her on the Twitter and on the Instagram, you can hire her and hook her, and, and she'll hook you up with a kick-ass theme song, too, like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been uh, spending this week working on this rebrand and getting rid of the bong file. They're not getting rid of, but retiring, and we're going to use them in certain occasions. But this fits a lot better, and um, uh, the the response has been pretty positive and excited about that. And new month, new quarter, new everything. So we are raring and ready to go. Um, so what have you been up to, man? You, I know you've had a you've had a hell of a oh. week. Yeah. Um Yeah, got to put my dog down unfortunately. That's that sucks. Um Yeah. Like she she killed another little small dog that came into the yard, which by the way, I hate little small dogs. Little yappy little shits. Yeah. You know, coming in all hot, not realizing there's something that might murder them. Um Your you know, yard, but Yeah, yeah well, it sucks. Well, but so... what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we thought there was going to be a tar stream this week, but apparently things are getting shifted around, so we're going to see when the next tar stream is. But everybody check out the Tar Reed channel. Uh, she's been putting up a new clip every morning at about 10 a.m. Eastern, so check those out. Uh, and those are back from her series of interviews over the last four or five months. Um, yeah. Welcome, everybody. How did we miss that? How did we miss that? Is a show and podcast welcome. streaming live. On Rockfin, Rockfin, welcome animators and everyone on Rockfin. YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey, Telegram, Substack, and of course, oh, I have to do the turn it on, on independentleft.news, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, available on all your favorite podcast platforms too. Hosted by me, I'm Indy, and you can see that now. I'm Indy. I'm not just the bong father, but I'm Indy. Yay! And you can see our Twitter is up there. Yay! I'm founder and editor of Independent Left News or Indy Left News. Uh, leftits.today, and actually we changed that. It's now independentmedia.today or indiemedia.today. See, I'm messing this up. 
And of course, I got this guy next to me, Reef Breland. He's INN's technical director, Indie News Network's technical director, the host of Reefer After Dark when it runs. And there will be one hopefully next week. And the host and creator yeah. of INN News. Uh, we are both founding members of the Indie News Network, which is a collaborative family of 23 independent content creators. We are live on our channel as well as on Indie News Network right now, everywhere. All the stories were featured in independentleft.news between Sunday and Friday. It is impossible to keep up with this fire hose of developing news on any left.news all week long. These are just a few of the stories, out of the big stories out of the hundreds that we see. Um, please make sure to like, share this link, like the stream, sub to our channels on all the platforms where you watch and listen. We're everywhere. Five-star you know, reviews on podcasts. Um, updated the ticker, but I do want to give, of course, a shout-out to the person who made our thumbnail. And here is the thumbnail. That's Big Mad Crab. Thank you. Thank you, Big Mad Crab. Uh, and then we've got Phantomos Phantom, who does our editing. And we've got Chris Gilman, the resident skeptic, as well as Fred Edward Airwaves over on the Twitters and Instagram, sharing and driving and going crazy. Also on Facebook. Thank you, Fred, for sharing on Facebook. So, yeah, it's been a crazy big week. Um, thanks, everybody, on the Substack. Uh, been a rebrand on the Substack. Been doing a lot of work with that. But I think this is cleaner. It's easier for everybody to understand who we are, what we do, and what we're all about. Uh, thank you again, of course, to all our patrons and our supporters. I've got them in the ticker. Uh, we still have, you know, a few of them, and we really do appreciate all the help they give us. So uh, we've got some stories tonight and a special announcement. Very excited about that. We are five minutes in, so that's good. Uh, okay, first story, and this is going to be about a fast food strike. Yep. And a good <clears throat> one. How about that? Like, normally we have crap. And we're dealing with a lot of negative stories. And, and Anna Mayer says, I'm so sorry, Reef, and thank you for that. Um, yeah. John Kemper, welcome, everybody. So, a thousand fast food workers strike at San Francisco Airport. Woohoo! Okay. So, this is how it started. All right. So, the first story comes from Socialist Alternative. All right. Rob Brook. Okay. And, and this is a two parter. So, part one is they go on strike for three days. Right. Punitive rents, spiraling inflation, mm -hmm. escalating inequality led to a 99.7% vote by baristas, bartenders, and cooks working at SFO. at San Francisco Airport. Picket signs as they began their all-out strike on September 26th said it all. One job should be enough, right? One job. Mm -hmm. The thousand unionized workers striking SFO restaurants have not had a raise in three years. Their average wage of $17 an hour may be okay in some parts of the U.S., but San Francisco, where rents average $3,400 a month, these wages are way below poverty levels. Most workers' hourly pay doesn't even afford them a sandwich or a burger at their workplace. This is a hotel, restaurant, employees union, local two social media campaign with half a million views was highlighted. Right, and here it is. Right, saying D2. Workers, almost all the airports, restaurants, bars are on the picket lines after years without a raise, were tired of working two or three jobs just to survive. Right. So here's some pictures of people on the picket lines and they're they're being interviewed at the airport. According to Cornell University study, right? Workers are part of an 82% increase in the number of strikes this year. That's good, you know, over this time last year. Like I said, was this good? Was this strike timber? I, I, I certainly would brand it that. Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 we're gonna call. It, we're gonna see if Striketober two happens because last year they called it Striketober. So, 
Workers are exhausted from the flexibility that bosses are demanding. They're tired of working extra shifts. Tired of, they're doubly done with not being able to pay their bills. And then inflation came along, made everything worse. One striker said she sometimes sleeps in her car to save money, in gas money between shifts. This is a way to live. Nope. No, agreed. While the union won, won workers' pensions and health benefits, something almost unheard of in hospitality jobs, unions should never have agreed to no raises in 2019 contract, which has seen wages, wages frozen for three years. After nine months of negotiations with employers, the workers just had enough. On top of this, Thursday, September 27th, Southwestern United Flight Attendants organized informational picketing at 21 airports highlighting the generalized need for coordinated strike action across the airline industry, which has raked in billions of dollars in profits. Happy Rocktober, absolutely. Um, on September Ooh, 16th, right? Rocktober! On Friday, September 16th, ahead of the strike, union members occupied and shut down the road around Terminal 3 in an act of civil disobedience to show that they were serious about this fight. 41 workers were arrested with the leader of the California Federation of Labor, Lorena Gonzalez, supporting on the sidelines. But we need the leader of the 2 million unionized workers to do more than make publicity visits. San Francisco Airport should be completely shut down by sympathy strikes of other airport workers alongside mass civil disobe disobedience. Read. Such an action would amplify the need for other workers to get organized right now. People want to fight, but where is the leadership? Well, here's why. At the recent ATU International Convention, the delegates voted unanimously for a motion for cost of living allowance plus a 1% for all contracts. This was put forward by socialist alternative members in the ATU. This policy, if enacted broadly, would mean all workers would be getting 8 to 9% raises this year and keep ahead of the inflation cyclone that's destroying workers' living standards. That would be badass. The courageous fighting San Francisco Airport fast food and restaurant workers deserve a break. They deserve to have to only work one job and deserve a raise that will keep ahead of inflation. Seems pretty simple and basic, right? Yep. It's amazing that somebody even has to write that article. But here's what's good. San Francisco Airport workers end strike after pay victory. Quote, the strike was worth it, was so worth it to give my family a better life. So what did they get? Jake Johnson from, from Common Dreams lays out. Crab bears. And you'll notice this, this picture. It's really funny. But Crab took this picture from Common Dreams, and it cut off this, this woman at the sun, like halfway up the sunglasses originally. And she looked like, like Mr. Wilson from Home Improvement in the original photo. So we just cut it down to the sign. Um, so... What happened? So they reached a tentative deal that includes significant pay raises and improved health care benefits. It still has to be ratified by union members. But I lost a co-host, but that's okay. Um, has to be ratified by union members. Came after around 1,000 of them walked out, temporarily shutting the operations of many of the airports, food and drink spots, right? We know this. We know they're represented by United here. They know they hadn't received a wage increase, whatever, you know, in, in three years. As costs of living have surged. Right. We've heard all of this. We read this in the Socialist Alternative. So, this strike was so worth it to give my family a better life. My son's in college. He had to switch from full-time to part-time just so he could work. Jeez. 
Someone who worked there 30 years too. With the raises. One, I can help my son go back to school full time. So yep. union negotiated the huge deal. Okay, called the pay hikes huge. But the said the details uh huge. wouldn't be released. Huge. Wouldn't be released until after the workforce holds a ratification vote on Sunday. That's today. I have not seen an update on that yet. In August, 99.7, like we said, had voted to authorize the strike. Okay, this victory shows the world that fast food jobs can be, can in fact be good, family-sustaining jobs, and it's all because workers had the courage to strike. After three years without a raise, fast food workers, fast food workers were tired of working two or even three jobs just to survive, so they took their lives into their own hands and won a better future. Nice. Well, let's find out what they After got. they actually win. Well, it, it hasn't yeah. been, it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, I, we have to look, but they're celebrating, and we'll see. Strike came amid, you know, a broader wave of labor actions across the U.S. Companies continue to rake in record profits. So, citing data, and then we've we've got some some high level stuff because they don't have the answer as to what the, the workers are going to going to do. But there you go. Strikes in 2022 so far have significantly outpaced activity in 2021. 120, 180 strikes involving 78,000 workers in the first six months compared with 102 and 26,500 last year. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because costs are going up and wages are not. But what happens? They want to strike. They don't want to work. Yeah. Yep. We yep. still need a general strike. Absolutely. General strike. Calling for general strike. As long as we have some kind of strike fund to support these people while we're striking. Mm -hmm. Okay, again, the, this was a union that went on strike. They had structure. They had support. They had a plan in place. And they did it for only three days. Right? Starbucks workers organized. Yep. Starbucks workers have organized over 70 strikes so far this year in response to poor working conditions and employer retaliation over the past month. Thousands of healthcare workers and educators have gone on strike to protest understaffing low pay or conditions for patients and students. Solidarity with those workers. <clears throat> um, I knew it was going to be a quick one. Good, we got through that one in about 10 minutes. Go back to dilly -doo, dilly -doo. Yay! Okay, tomorrow. Yeah, Credit Suisse Bank is melting down. They were shorting a lot of stocks. Wow, E. Heller. Cookies! Bad cookies, welcome. Uh, Miguel, how are you, bud? Good to see you. Thank you. Caledon, Cat Bless, thank you. Good to see you. Wow, we got a bunch of people here. 34 people that watch live. All right. Good. Because we got some solidarity stuff. And there's a lot of Assange news I want to get to today. Um, whoo, yeah, none of the none of that Chris Smalls stuff, unfortunately. You know, we we um shout out to Matt from Amazon Labor, Kentucky. From from um, uh, well, he's been fired from Amazon. Um, he's not part of Amazon Labor Union anymore, but he is an organizer who was with the Amazon facility in Campbellsville, Kentucky. He went on Hardlands Media this week. Last week, he was on with me and Colin at INN. We're working, you know, look, we're going to try to help him find a job, first of all. We'd like that to get him back to work. Uh, we want to get people aware of the fact that he was retaliated potentially for organizing in a facility and that this is happening all over the place. Um, and there's a big problem where we need to let people know what the turnover rate is at Amazon and some of the stuff that we talked about there was just remarkable. Um, and 
again, unionization is a step on the way to workers owning the means of production and co-ops. I, I think that it's an, an intermediary because it still allows the capitalists to hold all the ownership while giving workers a seat at the table, but no real decision-making power. Colin and I have talked about this extensively. Um, and, and our yeah. friends over at Green, Green News Syndicate and Green Maps, uh, uh, Chris, he's been fantastic at, at amplifying that as well. Yeah, so th thank you, Colin, for, for putting his stuff in there. Hey, Warren and Jimmy and Mad Mamanon, everybody's here. Hands off Assange. Yes, up, we're going to talk about hashtag hands off Assange uh, in a little bit. Before we do that, let's get to the first story about Julian, which is a sad one from our friend Kevin Gostola. Julian. At the, at the dissenter, which is a poll that most U.S. and U.K. adults know nothing about the files that Assange is charged with publishing. I don't think this is much of a surprise, but I thought it was still important to showcase this. So, from again, our friend Kevin Gastola over at the Dissenter, please sign up a fantastic newsletter, an offshoot of Shadowproof. It focuses specifically on prison stuff and on the Assange case. Most American and British yep. adults don't know anything about the documents that the U.S. government is prosecuting WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange for publishing, according to a poll by Morning Consult. Both populations are apathetic or unaware when it comes to whether Assange should be extradited and face a U.S. trial. In fact, nearly half of U.S. adults polled said they had never heard of Julian Assange. Dad. The lack Dad. of awareness of Assange and the case against him is likely why only a minority of the U.S. and United Kingdom support the prosecution. Meanwhile, in, U in Australia... Half of adults said Assange should not be executed, uh, extradited from the, U the UK to the US, and he should be released from jail. They, he likely will be executed, or whatever, the rotting in jail, and never, it's just a disgrace. Free Julian Assange, my goodness, free Julian Assange. That reflects how the case mm -hmm. has become a significant political issue in the country during the past year. US Justice yeah. Department charged Assange with 17 counts of violating the Espionage Act. Each Espionage Act charge stems from the publication of documents which WikiLeaks obtained from U.S. Army whistleblower Chelsea Manning in 2010. Assange has been jailed at Her Majesty's Prison, Belmarsh, since April 11, 2019, when the Ecuador government revoked his political asylum and allowed the British police to enter their London embassy and arrest him. UK Home Secretary Preeti Patel approved Assange's extradition in June. Assange's legal team immediately filed two separate appeals in the UK High Court of Justice. The Espionage Act charges criminalized the publication of the Afghanistan war logs, Iraq war logs, and US Embassy cables, as well as the Guantanamo files and Iraq rules of engagement mm -hmm. documents. Yep. Why? Now, this is the poll that was published from Morning Consult. Oh, great. It didn't really okay. show up well because of the green. But, again... It's okay. Okay. Um, in Germany, 60% say that he was right to make the public aware, and that's the highest. That's pretty interesting that Germany has the highest. And of, the, and of all the countries, the one that thought that he was right the least is the UK, followed by... The U.S. 
which just shows mm-hmm. that the propaganda in, in, in English-speaking countries works. Yep. Morning Console conducted surveys in the UK, US, and Australia, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. They sampled at least 1,000 adults in each country. In the U.S., 55% of adults said they had never seen, read, or heard anything about the Afghanistan war logs. 54% said they had never seen, read, or heard anything about the Iraq war logs. That's remarkable to me. 57% of U.S. adults said they had never seen, read, or heard anything about the U.S. embassy cables. U.K. adults appear to have even less knowledge of the publications, though more have heard of Assange. 57% 57% of UK adults said they'd never seen, read, or heard anything about the Afghan war logs. 56% said they'd never seen, read, or heard anything about the Iraq war logs. 63% said the same thing about the U.S. Embassy cables. Results were similar in Australia. 53, 54, and 56% respectively. Majority of Australians polled agree that Assange was, quote, right to make the public aware about U.S. government policies and actions such as surveillance of American citizens, quote unquote. Bizarrely, that's not really what the war logs or diplomatic cables that WikiLeaks published revealed. Yeah, that that is kind of weird. How that question was even framed in the first place. Half Mm -hmm. of Australian adults polled said Assange would not receive a fair trial in the United States. Well, the other half don't know what the hell they're talking about then. Contrast that with results in the U.S. and U.K., only 28% of adults said he would not receive a fair trial in their country, and 36% of U.K. adults said that Assange would not receive a fair trial. Those 28%, yeah, are the correct ones. Only Mm -hmm. 38% of U.K. adults said Assange was right to make the public aware, whereas 42% from the U.S. government, uh, of the United States citizens. Again, this is a relatively small sample. I... I'm not really crazy about these morning consult thousand person polls. They generally tend to run older, whiter, to a to a Fox yeah. News cable driven audience who can actually answer the phone when a poller calls and be willing to take the time to listen. Parents, working people don't tend to answer polls like this. No, but it it is some kind of indicator, right? Forty percent of U.S. adults said Assange should be extradited from the U.K. to face trial for publishing secret U.S. government documents, which is troubling for those who care about press freedom. But just as worrisome is the, fa- is the fact that about the same percentage indicated they didn't know about the case or had no opinion. Yeah. In the U.K., mm-hmm. where the government recently approved the extradition of Assange, a staggering 44% of respondents say they didn't know about the case or had no opinion about whether the WikiLeaks founder should be extradited. That's because no major publication covered it while he was on trial. Covered it. At the Old Bailey. Richard Medhurst covered it every day. This guy who wrote this article, Kevin Gostola, covered it every day. Yep. Morning Consult asked respondents whether they could recall anything about WikiLeaks publication of Hillary Clinton's campaign emails, CIA hacking materials, Vault 7, and NSA's files on spying against French presidents, but... The charges against Assange don't cover those publications. While the U.S. did charge him for publishing the Guantanamo files, the polling firm didn't even ask about those documents. Respondents were also asked mm. about an NSA, about Edward Snowden, NSA whistleblower. Although Assange is being criminalized for engaging in source protection by helping Snowden free, flee Hong Kong, 
how one views Snowden is largely irrelevant to the Assange case. Overall, the polls the poll results illustrate the extent to which the Western news media has shaped views of Assange and WikiLeaks. Not only that, Snowden was an actual employee of the NSA living in the United States and not a reporter or a journalist. He was the actual leaker. Yep. Western news media has been hyperfixated on the publication of Clinton campaign emails, despite the fact that the files were much less consequential than documents that exposed the Afghanistan and Iraq wars, as well as the lengths that U.S. diplomats will go to advance U.S. foreign policy. Every other day, I find that Misty Misty Winston, follow her on Twitter at Sarcasm Stardust. Misty's constantly yep. tweeting, thank you, Julian, when something comes out. It turns out WikiLeaks had released this and found this out. And we only know this because WikiLeaks had found it. Which, by the way, they've never had to print the retraction and have always been accurate. Press freedom advocates may be relieved that in the U.S., U.K., and Europe, there's only minority support for prosecuting Assange. However, the apathy and lack of awareness of this unprecedented political case has probably done more to aid than hinder the U.S. and U.K. government in their efforts to secure extradition and bring a publisher to trial. And that's our buddy, Kevin Gustola. Hmm. What's with my camera? Why is my camera weird? I don't know. It shouldn't be. It's right I, in Discord. I see you. Hold on. Do I have to reset transform on your... Okay, Cam? Oh, jeez. It's like... up. Hey. Yeah, you're like here? Mr. Wilson here. here? Hold on. Oh, oh, I... Hello, Wait a minute. Oh. Ooh. I know why. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. Indy had the wrong Hi, camera. Because we thought Misty Indy might be with us. Camera. We thought Misty might hmm? be with us tonight. We're so, therefore, I, oh changed, I changed the camera angle. And I forgot to change it back. <laughs> Okay, so Hyrick Hyrick. Fucking sorry. Um Oh my goodness, everybody. There's Reef. Hello. Hi, Hi everybody. Sorry. Uh, Andy needs to look at chat once in a while instead of just read, 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 read. Yes, nah, that might be good. I got it. I got chat. <laughs> well, no, otherwise you then, could distract him in. Then then I would have caught that I it's the, like, the, it's like soundboard stuff. You get distracted by soundboards and camera. Like, oh, soundboard and Twitter squirrel. You know? Yes, and yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, free Julian Assange. Free Julian uh, yesterday. Assange. Yes, go ahead. Yesterday with Julian's Assange's, um, the tweet storm. We did do a tweet storm. Um, I was noticing that it would always like show additional replies that might be, um, forget what they call it, you know, on Twitter. You know when it says that? Yes. Where it's like, yeah, they're burying tweets. Yes. Yeah. Every one of them just said Assange in it. No, nothing was like, it was like when those things that, that, that might be, it's like it might be offensive or whatever, right? Um, all of them just had Assange when I clicked and they all were hidden. I was like, the fuck? Yep. That's yeah. right, Garrett Brown. Those bastards will let him die in prison, unfortunately, along with 
yes. um, along, along with Mumia and, and Leonard Peltier, which, by the way, I also tweet out all the time, free, free Peltier, free Mumia. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, the Uhuru movement uh, put out that as well, like free them all, all political prisoners when we did this shit. Where's so. Jordy the cat? Jordy the cat. He's around. Cat. He's probably in the other room. Finding trying to find something as fluffy as possible to lay on all day. Um, it's very funny when when so, when Reef actually imitates Data and starts starts calling George Cat. What are you doing, Cat? And they have and they have a conversation, and it's it's freaking adorable. I swear. We talk about the warp coils. It's a good time. It, it really you is. Um, I tell him not to fall in love with people in the holodeck. That's what happens behind like, the scenes, but we don't tell anybody else about any of that stuff. Weird no, is. definitely not on camera with like at least 30 people. Yes. Um, nice. You know. Uhuru. That's um, right. Uhuru. By the way, we're over on Rumble. Uhuru. If you're on Rumble, check out Rumble. Uh, we're on uh, Indie News Network on Rumble. Rumble.com slash C slash Indie, I N D I E News Network. And we are live over there. Um, I'm not live on, on Indie Left News, but. Um, I, think it will I thought when you said slash C, it was going to be slash C-SPAN for some reason. Throw it over why. on the network. Um, Lisa, yes, for the people who, who have been missed, uh, we, we try. We, we certainly try. So uh, mm -hmm. I did have, again, another really important Assange story, and then we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. So this Assange story is written by our friend Eliza Blue. Now, again, there's going to be action in D.C. on October 8th. She's going to talk about that. Eliza Blue, in a, in a publication called Human Events, and this got picked up because it was shared by everybody around us, and she wrote a phenomenal article, and it's a little bit long, and stick with us, and I thought it was super important to cover this as a survivor of human trafficking, Eliza. Uh, the political persecution of Julian Assange reveals a threat to American principles. Again, this is going to take a little bit to get through. Read Julian Assange. Yeah. Again, this is her you words. Have to say that every, every time, every time Indy says "free Julian Assange," you have to take a shot. Now, free Julian Assange. <laughs> now, in April right. of 2020, during the first COVID lockdowns, I spoke out about my personal experience to a journalist for the first time. Again, this is Eliza Blue, and sharing my name, face, and story as a survivor of human trafficking, I became a public survivor. That isn't a decision made lightly, as it carries risks and can be emotionally and physically exhausting. But the reward is in being a voice for the voiceless and an example for others in their path of healing. Speaking to the world mm -hmm. through the press requires trust. Trust in the journalists to be honest and to keep their word on any agreements. Trust in the publications to print the information and avoid censorship. And trust in the public and press alike to uphold the freedom of the press. I'd previously only told my story a few times to those close to me personally who'd built trust survivor advocates, workers at a safe house, and fellow survivors. Once I made the decision to go public, I figured out very quickly that I needed to set a cornerstone of core principles for myself. My core principles guide me when I feel lost and I need to get back home. They remind me of who I am and what I believe. They help me cut through the noise. I believe in the truth. I believe in free speech. I believe that all humans should have the opportunity to be truly free. I believe the free press and whistleblower protections help secure that freedom. 
These are just a few of the core principles that help ground me in my service as a public survivor leader and survivor advocate. When these are threatened, I must speak out, and now is that time. Again, this is Eliza Blue. You can see below. Julian Assange is the editor and publisher of the website WikiLeaks, created in 2006. He published whistleblower documents as a journalist. Now Assange, on top of his other charges, has been indicted on 17 new charges in the U.S. relating to the Espionage Act. Julian Assange is an Australian. Most cases up, up to this point brought under the Espionage Act have been against government employees who access sensitive information and leaked it to journalists and others. The Associated Press reported that the indictment raised concerns about media freedom, as Assange's solicitation and publication of classified information is a routine job journalists perform. I can't stress that enough. There are terrible consequences when journalists can't publish information related to public safety and in the public in interest. Sometimes I wonder, what if Julian Assange had been free and leaked documents exposing Epstein many years ago? Mm -hmm. Julian Assange might have been one of the only ones capable of handling a drop like that while protecting the anonymity of the source. We need a free press, whistleblower protection, and free speech in order to speak out in situations like that. My work as a survivor, survivor advocate for those affected by human trafficking does sometimes intersect with, these, with celebrities, the ruling class, government offices and officials around the world and, and in the U.S. I want to be able to look my fellow survivors in the eye and be able to tell them that I did everything that I could to fight for them. How could I do this if the systems that should be in place to protect them are broken? I can see that, and I can see that they are broken when I look at the case of Julian Assange. His experience is a terrifying example to me of what our government will do to you if you embarrass them or challenge their power. That is a powerful, powerful sentence right there. Mm -hmm. The message they are sending is clear. If you embarrass the ruling class, you will not have whistleblower protection. You will not have the opportunity to have a free press, and you will not get free speech. I made the decision to advocate for the freedom of Julian Assange as well, because ultimately, if I don't advocate for him now, survivors might pay the price later when they decide to step forward. I could not sit silently and watch fundamental human rights stripped from him. The, the importance of freedom of the freedom to write and publish information that may be inconvenient to the powerful has become even more clear to me recently as I started writing articles related to human trafficking and survivor issues. This week, the intersection of all these issues became very clear. An FBI whistleblower stepped forward. New whistleblower information reveals that the FBI is moving agents off of child sexual abuse investigations to instead pursue political investigations. Yep. <laughs> whistleblower recounted being told that child sexual abuse investigations were no longer an FBI priority. No, of course not. Quote, These types of issues are exactly what the American people deserve to know about. Fewer people will have the courage to speak out, and publications will shy away from sharing their statements and evidence if they face harsh penalties under the law for doing so. And here is the House Judiciary GOP releasing a tweet, breaking. New whistleblower information reveals that the FBI is moving agents off of child sexual abuse investigation to instead pursue political investigations 
The whistleblower recounted that being told that, like they said, quote, child sexual abuse investigations were no longer an FBI priority, unquote. Pause. Um, go back. What is, what is even... What do they deem political investigations? The Trump investigation. Sure, but what other... Like... That's basically what they're talking about. But I'm sure that's probably investigating Matt Gates and and uh, um, everyday run-of-the-mill financial corruption. Sure. But why take from the fucking, like, child sexual abuse in it, like, to do that? So this is a four-page letter or a three-page letter that was sent by... Um, the House Judiciary Committee to uh, Chris Ray, who is the FBI director. I'm not going to read it. You can read it there. The imprisonment in Julian Assange and lack of support from most journalists and press institutions angers many from all walks of life. I reached out to a variety of people for comments about this case. So I'm going to show you what some of these statements are, and they're going to be from people that you don't necessarily know or agree with. Or okay. like, well, we do know our friend. I we do like Tim Dillon. We know who Tim he Dillon. is. Tim Dillon's pretty all right. He's disturbed he, he's by got, the. He he could be. He's got some weird like, takes. Sometimes he's weird, but but he's uh, it's all fake business. He, um, is still one of the best routines specifically, ever. Yes, he he was a um, he became a comedian, but at one point he gave um, predatory loans during the um, first recession. Um, he was part of that, like, housing bubble, predatory loan nonsense, and he, he sold those. There's a whole bit about how he would do that and what that meant. Um, so Mad Mama he's now become, there's, like... There's the link, honey. Thank you. He's He's... Talk to Whitney Webb, that kind of stuff. Um, so, um, but yeah, he goes so, hard. He's good. So Tim Dillon says he's disturbed by the lack of media coverage of Assange's situation. Quote, the media's silence on the treatment of Assange is criminal. They're not concerned with free speech. They gleefully celebrate the censorship of their political enemies. Assange is being tortured by the most powerful forces on earth, and they remain largely silent. Attorney Robert Barnes, he's famously representing clients like the eight Covington High School students, and he's also worked with Alex Jones and was part of Kyle Rittenhouse's defense team. He calls Assange's indictment shameful and points out that it sets a dangerous precedent. The shameful indictment of Julian Assange effectively makes it a crime to publish whistleblower reports of deep state secrets, Deep State, imposes an imminent risk to investigative reporting that exposes deep state crimes, said Barnes. Michael Malice, author of The Anarchist Handbook, your reader, unauthorized biography of Kim Jong II, uh, North, the, okay, the whole thing, um, soon to be released, okay, he's got a bunch of, pointed out the twisted culture surrounding the concept of free speech amongst media professionals, quote, the fact that Taylor Lorenz is regarded as more of a free speech martyr than Julian Assange by many reporters reveals what? Where their loyalties and parties lie. Getting pinged. Let me let me shut down my browser. Whatever. Facebook. Cool. 
Anyway, okay, next, Malice. Uh, Jeff Young, we, we know Jeff Young running for, for Senate or for Congress in Kentucky, 6th District, yeah. appalled by Assange's persecution, calling him a hero. Quote, as a Democratic mm-hmm. nominee for the U.S. House of Representatives in Kentucky, 6th Congressional District, I'm appalled by the persecution of Julian Assange, an Australian citizen, by my government in Washington. Julian Assange and WikiLeaks are heroes for exposing the numerous co- numerous crimes committed by the U.S. government and many other individuals all over the world. WikiLeaks is a publisher of information that was provided by other people. Nothing they have ever published has ever been shown to be factually false. And WikiLeaks has been careful never to reveal the identity of any spies. Quote, if Assange is in prison for life and dies in prison, investigative reporting itself will be threatened all over the world. President Biden refuses to order Attorney General Merrick Garland to drop all legal actions against Julian Assange. Congress should impeach the president and remove him from power for attacking the First Amendment and the practice of journalism. That goes hard. Amen, Jeff Young. Next, author of Victim to Black Victor, identifying the ideologies, behavioral problems, and cultural norms that encourage a victimhood complex. Journalist Adam B. Coleman, again, someone we probably disagree with. Julian Assange was one of the first examples made by the political establishment and deep state actors that truly grabbed my attention. Watching the media turn him into a pariah that deserves his imprisonment never mixed well with accusations that were levied against him. We often talk about evil actors in faraway places, but I was watching our government flex their international might not only to degrade his namesake, but also to force him into years of solitude for doing exactly what we claim a free nation would promote, the centering of truth so the people can challenge the behavior of the authority. Okay, Sarah Higdon, again, I don't know who she is. Uh, Eliza has been citing all these people. <clears throat> okay, mm. Assange's extradition is absurd given that he's not an American citizen. Prosecuting Assange for simply posting information that others gave him is to take away his rights of free speech and free press, which he doesn't really even have necessarily rights to because he's not bound by American law. Non-American, right. To have a non-American extradited to face punishment for violating American laws is absurd. Imagine if Iran tried to have Pete Buttigieg extradited to be tried for homosexuality because it's illegal there. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's quite the same thing because he didn't necessarily commit the crime in Iran against Iran, That's, again, and, and released did, stuff. I mean, Julian didn't necessarily... Well, he, again, he they would it consider there, it again... Yeah, if there's an right, international it was, internet. It was, it was again, right, embarrassed. Mike Cohen, who was yeah. the Libertarian uh, VP nominee for, in 2020, okay, says that they want to crush actual journalism. Julian Assange did in the U.S. what American journalists do in other countries all the time. He received information from a whistleblower, and he released it to the public. Unlike many other journalists, he didn't editorialize it and try to color it with his opinion. He just released everything he got. It's the purest and most trustworthy form of journalism there is, which explains why nothing that WikiLeaks has released has ever been disproven. Compare that to the record of the corporate media. Amen, Spike Mm -hmm. Cohen. And that's why the U.S. government, under both Republican and Democrat control, have fought to get their hands on him. They want to crush actual journalism and fully replace it with the corporatist propaganda that increasingly passes for journalism nowadays because they don't have anything else. 
Julian Assange has done nothing wrong, and everyone who values being able to know what their government is up to should stand with us to demand Julian's release and freedom. Hell yeah. Thank you, Eliza, for publishing all these all these statements, really. And again, this is why we're going through them. I know it would take a little while. Um, Bill Labonte, lead singer of the Metalcore band. I don't know who that all that remains. He's got a statement mm -hmm. here. Persecution of Julian Assange by the establishment is unconscionable. The only reason he had to request asylum from the U.S. government is because the information released by WikiLeaks has embarrassed people in positions of power. The fact that he's not capable of traveling freely is the most damning evidence available that the West has forsaken its most fundamental ideals. The right of people to speak freely and openly is fundamental to a liberal society, and until Assange has been released, Western governments cannot honestly say they remain true to the values and principles they claim to be founded on. Hey, Dave DeCamp. I know that guy. Anti-war guy, right? Friend of the show. Dave DeCamp. News editor at antiwar.com. Follow antiwar.com and news with Dave DeCamp at antiwar.com on YouTube. He started a channel pretty recently. Said, quote, the plight of Julian Assange should be at the forefront of every journalist's mind. If he's extradited to the U.S. and convicted for exposing U.S. war crimes, it will set a precedent that anyone who publishes information the government doesn't want to be revealed would be sent to prison. But instead... Assange has been vilified by Western media thanks to a massive propaganda campaign, even as he's being tortured in Belmarsh. As UN Special Rapporteur on Torture, Nils Melzer, has detailed extensively. <clears throat> We're back to Eliza's statement here. Quote, okay. Saturday, October 8th, as part of a historic global day of action, I will be in Washington, D.C. at the Department of Justice from noon to 3 p.m., for a rally in support of journalist and publisher Julian Assange. I am one of the speakers mm -hmm. that day, along with the camp. Again, that's Eliza Blue, not me. I cannot remain silent. I'd encourage you to attend, and if you are not in the United States, please think about attending a similar solidarity event in your area that day. You could also support free speech and free press by informing others about the Julian Assange case through social media, local media, and word of mouth. This is an issue that impacts all of us, and I thank those of you who choose to participate in securing your own freedoms. Um, I didn't think I was going to get through that, but I did. Yeah, big clap. Your golf clap isn't being heard. It must be getting filtered out, but... Um, it, it's just the best golf clap in the world. Man. She's you awesome. don't want to hear a golf clap. Eliza um, Blue, courageous as hell. Um... Friend of the show, yep. friend of Tara Reid. Um, She's been talking about um, one of her friends who did the Jimmy Savile documentary. Yes. Is like sitting on another story. Which like, dude, don't sit on that. Just hurry up, bro. Yeah. What, 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 you know? Well, they got to get their shit together before they release shit like that. Because apparently the... the Talked about the person might have to die before the fucking <clears throat> um, thing could come out. Um, oh, okay. Um, so, um, it is, wow, it's way early. I got through that way faster than I thought we would. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. That was really the stories I had prepared. However, 
Now, uh, we did talk about Eliza, who said that she is going to be appearing at an action, okay? And yep. speaking of that action, and he's probably in the chat, our buddy Big Mad Crab, who made our thumbnail, also made, I believe, this graphic, this wonderful, beautiful graphic, <clears throat> talking about the protest in front of the Justice Department at 950 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest next Saturday, or this coming Saturday, October 8th, noon Eastern. Please be there. Please support. If there's a solidarity rally, it's going to be streamed live. I know that Roar Media Live has been covering, uh, we'll, we'll have it live. I don't know if we're going to co-stream it to our thing. If we can, Action for Assange will likely be streaming it, and it will probably be streamed in a lot of places is what I'm hoping. Uh, you can see that there is a huge lineup, and this is just a small sample of some of the people who will be speaking. Like we mentioned, Eliza Blue. We read a, we read an article from Kevin Gostola. You can see he's on the list. Chris Hedges, Joe Loria from Consortium. I mean, this is a huge, I mean, a monstrous list here. And another graphic by our friend Big Mad Crab. I believe this is the complete list of speakers. Okay, Sabrinas, again, we got two different Cohens, Ben and Dan. Ben and Dan Cohen, both yep. based, based Cohens. All right, we got Savvy the Sabs. Oh, right? shit, that's a different Cohen. Doobie Doobie Doo. Right, yeah, different Cohen, different set of brothers. Uh -huh. Kip Gibbons, and, and he's an Assange advocate. Garland Nixon, bless you, man, for being there. Steve Donziger, we're going to get him down from New York City. And Kiriaku, who's our CIA whistleblower, the only one that ever actually had to serve anything for revealing... Any kind of secrets about Iraq, which is amazing from the CIA. Mm -hmm. um, again, Dave DeCamp, anti-war. Lee Camp would be here, but I know he's traveling overseas. He's, of course, an advocate. Uh, I'm guessing Max Blumenthal, if he's around, will probably show up, and there will be others that, that are in the crowd. Um, Care Bear Colin. Care Bear Colin will probably Roddick's be there. Yeah. Colin Roddix Carter will absolutely be there, is what he says. And... <clears throat> He's going to get to meet Savvy Sabs, so that alone is incentives to show up. Dooby dooby doo. Um, so I, uh, you know, originally last week we went through the entire list. Uh, oh, Randy Credico. By the way, Randy Credico has has been doing those billboards. Holy moly, those are amazing! And yeah. did you see? Hold. Did you see the the um the person who does those billboard things put up a thing where he's like, "I've been doing billboards for Assange events for eighteen years." Like, like something crazy like that. Or no, since 2018. Sorry, that's Randy. Like, not 18 years, but no, not Randy. The person who owns the like billboard truck. Wow. Put up a tweet and was like, "I I've been the person in D.C. giving my billboard truck to like Assange activists for like since 28 like, and it was just like picture after picture like every time they've done it. Wow. <clears throat> you know. So, um, last week, me, me and Colin had uh, the fam, Misty Winston, on to talk about her event. So, you know, you can check that out for more info. <coughs> um, I want to show Anna Mayer's on screen. And, Thank you, Anna. Do you have the GoFundMe in the doobly-doo? I, I um, don't have the GoFundMe to support. Uh, if you can drop that in the chat, uh, I apologize yeah, for go, that. Uh, if I'll you just if it. you just hashtag if you just search the hashtag hands off Assange, or uh, you you should be able to find more details as well as the link to the GoFundMe. And I believe it's pinned 
on Misty's Twitter. Misty's uh, I also wanted to mention yeah. Jill Stein. Uh, I didn't mention her, as well as Reverend Annie Chambers and Reverend, of course. Crab, you spelled Reverend wrong. Uh, I just noticed that. Reverend Annie Chambers. So we had a little bit of a typo there, no problem. All right. Uh, again, another poster made by the creative director for INN, Big Mad Crab. Um, Joe at STFU Shitlib also made a video which he published to Twitter. And I thought we might want to go and watch that if you have not seen it. Um, I just have to find it and bring it up. Give me one second here. No. STFU. You're not allowed. Shitlib to. Okay. Uh, here we go. Your theme song now? Uh, yeah. Um, um, STFU should live too. All right. So like let's see Frank, if we Frank's can't gonna get do the, this. Do it. Uh, um, I am putting the link to the to the GoFundMe for Misty in chat below. And um, tell me if you can hear this action. Thank you, Colin. Sorry. Sorry for no sound. Okay. That, that, that's a fail. Okay. Uh, let's go back to a two-shot, and let's see if I can bring that up in the other browser where I know that it will work, and we have sound that'll work. Escape. Okay. Right here, and then I'll go and restart that. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, okay. A CIA targeted Julian Assange. Now you heard that, right? Yeah, now I hear that. Yeah, I think yep. so. Okay. All right, let's listen to this, everybody. Uh, let me turn this up, volume-wise. Good. The reason that the CIA targeted Julian Assange and the Justice Department later indicted him is that he solicited and obtained and published truthful information on matters of clear public concern, dating back to 2010 to, to war crimes, effectively. If this video disgusts you, it should. It happens daily in Iraq. The rules of engagement in Iraq are a joke. Adrian Lamo says Bradley Manning sensationally confessed that he passed vast amounts of classified material to WikiLeaks, including a war log from Iraq containing 400,000 events. Our military will take every precaution necessary to ensure uh, the safety and security of civilians, and particularly those uh, that report in those dangerous places. To engage over. Let me know when you get it. Watch you. That's when I heard it. The very distinct. 
the reason that the CIA targeted Julian Assange and the Justice Department later indicted him is that he solicited and obtained and published truthful information on matters of clear public concern dating back to 2010 to, to war crimes effectively. If this video disgusts you, it should. It happens daily in Iraq. The rules of engagement in Iraq are a joke. Adrian Lamo says Bradley Manning sensationally confessed that he passed vast amounts of classified material to WikiLeaks including a war log from Iraq containing 400,000 events. Our military will take every precaution necessary to ensure uh, the safety and security of civilians, and particularly those uh, that report in those dangerous places. To engage over. That's when I heard it. The very distinct fire of an Apache 30 millimeter cannon. Come on, fire! And again, and again, over and over. The United States strongly condemns the illegal disclosure of classified information. It puts people's lives in danger, threatens our national security, and undermines our efforts to work with other countries to solve shared problems. This happens on a daily basis. I've watched it with Bradleys destroying vans full of children who were in the way when an IED went off. The destruction of the Iraqi people happens on a daily basis. People just going to the markets, people just going to work, children playing in their front yards. What's your response to that, that he put the lives of servicemen and women at, at risk? Yeah, he didn't, and neither did Chelsea Manning. And none of these leaks have ever put anyone in danger. And we know that because the U.S. government has gone into court after having generals in charge of teams of dozens and dozens of people combing through every record they could find to try and show that somehow Snowden or Manning or, or Assange or Kiriako or whoever did something to put somebody's life in jeopardy. And the U.S. government has never been able to show that. Classification government secrets. They're not meant to keep the American public safe from some external enemy. It's meant to keep the American government safe from the American people. And that's the reality of our classified programs, our secrets, you know, and the way that they go after these whistleblowers, these brave men and women, because they've dared to expose like these ugly truths about the crimes that our government commits. Bookmaster 7, Roger. This is Bookmaster 7, Roger, engage. 1-8, okay. clear. Come on. Clear. In his ultimate fate, if we do not stop what is happening now, what is happening to Julian Assange is a crime, and he must be freed. If we're going to free the world, we have to free Assange. Got a bunch of bodies laying there. Oh yeah, look at those dead bastards. Nice. Let's shoot. Thank you. If this video disgusts you, it should. It happens daily in Iraq. It was an extreme shock to my system. They didn't look human. I know that they had to be at one time, but the destroyed carnage that I was looking at didn't appear to be. Then there was the smell. The smell was un unlike anything I've smelled before. A mixture of feces, urine, blood, smoke, and something else indescribable. And this looming extradition, he has one more chance 
uh, to appeal, uh, to apply to appeal to the UK High Court. And if that appeal is rejected, uh, he could be extradited as early as uh, September. It's very worrying in becoming dire now. Uh, and if the US uh, DOJ wants to have a fight about that uh, in relation to the TPP or anything else, uh, then bring it on. Bookmaster 7, Roger. This is Bookmaster 7, Roger, engage. 1-8, clear. Come on. So are you a revolutionary? Well, we'll see. If, if, if we end up with a decent revolution, um, then perhaps uh, others uh, can make that judgment. one snippet of what that guy put out that oh, stfu yes. shit lib too that's joe i meant julian but yes uh, yes also I... <laughs> yes that's one <laughs> snippet of what julian put out <laughs> julian <sighs> uh can someone make me a julian in thank the you trailer julian. Park Boys, julian thank you julian Please. oh to put julia sanj on on that on the head with I'm like sassy Julian's bus stupid sassy Julian with the black t shirt with the black yep. skin tight t shirt. Yep. Nice. Okay. Holding the fucking thing. Have you ever noticed that when they take away his cup, he still puts his hand here? <laughs> oh, because he's <laughs> always got a, he's always he like, got like a scotch. Like that dude is yeah, always drinking exactly. a scotch. It's it's rubbing kinda... rum and coke. It's, oh, is that what it is? You know? It's rum and coke. It's it's not a, right because he can't afford scotch. That, that that that. That's, right. <laughs> what's his name? That's uh, Mr. Yeah, that's, Le yeah uh, uh, Leahy. That's Leahy. It. Yeah, that's Leahy's drink. Okay. Rest in so, peace. All right. It, it's 11.03. And I'm. Do you know where I'm, your children are? I'm, I'm getting children? a little giddy and a little nervous, but I'm, I'm here and this is Indy. And hi, everybody. Um, okay. He's reminding himself. I'm gonna calm down for a second. And talking to the voices in his head. I have, I have. All right. Wow. What? Very special introduction here. Um, in addition to the Assange action that's happening on October eighth, um, I've been talking with people for a while, and we all kind of got put our heads together, and people were saying that, hey, you know, I noticed that there really are no awards to honor the people in independent media that are doing the kind of work that we do that people that we follow in independent left news do on a daily basis <clears throat> um there's one or two but and there's definitely none for really like the streamers um so we decided to make one so i want to introduce you to the Indie Media Awards. Yay! Yay! We should have a clapping, Yay. a clapping track. I need to. 
I need yes. to get that yay from internet historian. Yay. Yeah, you, you you need to you need to get like the sound the sound clip. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're gonna do a live stream and we're gonna release this list on Friday night, October seventh, twenty twenty two. Normally, Reefer After Dark would start at ten p.m. We're gonna start Reefer After Dark a little late Friday night, and in advance of the worldwide actions that are going to be starting a few hours from then, I believe they may have even had have already started in Australia at that point, we're going to release the, the list and bios of the honorees for the Indie Media Awards. Now, the way that we're going to do this, the Indie Media Awards are recognizing excellence in news, opinion, and investigative media, free from multi-billion dollar corporate conglomerate, advertiser, and donor influence. Yeah. Um, there's a website up right now with a countdown clock you can go to, IndieMediaAwards.com. We have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram account. They really don't have very much there yet. Um, now, I'm going to read the statement, and this statement will be on the homepage after it's published, but I wanted to kind of explain why, what, and how behind this. So, Independent Left News, in partnership with Comrade Misty Winston and Action for Assange, are proud and excited to announce and introduce the first annual Indie Media Awards. Independent journalism has always been incredibly important. In an age of mega-billion-dollar corporate-influenced news, the ability to understand a situation critically while not being filtered through the lens of advertisers, donors, or corporate homogenization is both rare and at a premium. Independent Left News recently celebrated its second anniversary as a daily aggregator website hub for independent news, analysis, and opinion, all free from corporate advertiser influence. We've closely followed and shared articles, podcasts, and videos from hundreds of independent outlets, freelance journalists, podcasts, and analysts, uh, podcasters, and, and analysts over those two years. Out of those hundreds, there is absolutely a small group who have emerged as standouts, the quote unquote best of the best. We're going to honor that group, where they often go unrecognized in a sea of media. They rarely get the big payout because that's not why they're doing what they do, but we can give at the very least a big thank you and some token of our appreciation. This is not to slight anyone, as there are dozens of others we could also have potentially chosen, but these are the people and organizations that have most frequently appeared in independent left news on a daily basis. What's up, Big Dave? Indy, our founder, that's me, hi. Recently observed the lack of public recognition for the journalists, outlets, and streamers who take risks, question state and corporate narratives for little more than the internal need and desire to seek and report what's actually happening through the mud of spin and lies. Honorees will be announced via live stream on the evening of October 7, 2022, intentionally timed to coincide with worldwide action in support of Julian Assange. In the USA... Mm-hmm. There's a major protest event scheduled to begin at noon Eastern time in Washington, D.C. the next day um, on October 8th in front of the Justice Department when an impressive speaker lineup comes together to stand in support of jailed publisher and journalist Julian Assange, publicly demonstrating the importance of his release from Belmarsh Prison and against his being charged under the Espionage Act. In London, activists, family and protesters will form a human chain around Parliament in solidarity. The award will honor recipients in three categories, outlets, or three or more contributors, journalists, and streamers. All of the honorees 
of an indie media award have openly lobbied for Julian Assange's freedom. Many have written some of the biggest stories exposing the decade-long persecution the United States government has undertaken against Assange. The primary reason for this persecution is retaliation for embarrassing the U.S. and U.K. intel community at large and exposing U.S. war crimes in Iraq and elsewhere, many of which have still never been accounted for, though their veracity has never been denied. WikiLeaks, the organization Assange founded, has never had to publish a retraction on anything it's published as long as it's been in existence. Please join us on October 7th at 10 p.m. Eastern on all of the independent left news channels on every platform as we go live for a special live stream event where we'll announce the honorees and talk about why they were selected. Follow us on Twitter at Indie Media Award for updates. We'll see you there. Again, check out the website. Yay! Yay! There's our bone father. So, the bone. Uh, he made a quick appearance, a brief appearance. So, before we do that, let me go and show you what the website looks like right now. Here you go. Thank you, thank you for that. Welcome. Um. So it's a countdown clock with links to Independent Left News. Twitter and Instagram, and the login for me to be able to update the back end of the website. So I think you're going to be very happy with the list. I don't think there's going to be very many surprises. Um, and yeah. again, I think this is a great way to honor the people that we follow every day that really get unrecognized too often. They They, they really don't get the kind of recognition they need. And we're Okay, um, I got through it. I was super nervous. Nice. I've been playing. We've been planning this for over a month to, to announce it. Um, been a lot of work, labor, love. Thank you so much to Big Mad Crab, to Jimmy Sunderland, um, to Misty Winston, to this guy sitting next to me, to a couple of other people who shall remain unnamed. But I appreciate everybody's help and input in putting all of this together, and I'm so excited to be able to finally announce this. So, tune in Friday night. We're gonna be we're gonna have a good time, and uh, we're yep. gonna give out some awards. Um, I would put up a picture of the awards, but they are personalized, so every single one has a name on them, and I don't even want to say who anyone that's getting an award is going to be. But um, stay tuned is all I can say. Um, stay tuned. So that's the Indie Media Awards, everyone. W. PRK. Um, yes. So uh, I would say um, first. We're fucked. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I would say um, let's let let's go to some boats. What do you think? All um, right. It's uh, me, Harry Carey. Hi, everybody. What's going hi, on? Dude, What's Jesse going Jett, on? by the way, king of his, Harry his Carey impressions. Kills. So good. So fucking good. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Um, uh, again, I will go back and I will oh. implore you once more to visit and bookmark the IndieMediaAwards.com. We will be live streaming. Yeah. 
on all of our bat channels on Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, stay tuned to all of our social medias for updates on when that's going to be and how. But um, again, I've I, I've been doing this a long time, and really the only awards that I know of in this space are the Serena Shim Award, of course, and most of the people in our space have won that over years. Um, there's the Streamy Awards that I remember TYT was always very excited to get, and a Webby Award. <laughs> yeah, hoo, hoo, hoo. exactly. Re Reef is choking because that's about the, the quality of those, on top of the fact that they're fan-voted, and you can vote as many times as you want, and it doesn't really recognize excellence in independent journalism. So I figured, you know, as, as a guy who who literally curates and reads this stuff Great. every day. Thanks. Um, I don't, you know, I, I thought I was in a pretty unique position to be able to, to put out and decide. And since I'm going to give these guys, oh, these guys, these, these amazing journalists and, and, and content creators, even though some of them will hate to be called content creators. Um, we want to recognize the work that they've done and e again, even if it's a small token, um, a few people out there. So go check that out. Bookmark it. Follow, subscribe, share it. Tell everybody you know about it. Tell your friends. Um, and so for tonight, and I will see you Friday night. But until then, um, I know he's got, Reef's got playing the news Wednesday night. Tuesday night, we're going to do a show with Jesse, American Tradition. Don't put the timer up. Um, and then Friday night, we're going to do the awards at 10 refer after dark immediately after. And my guess is there will likely be yeah. a secret show with uncle Warren at 12 15. Maybe, maybe not, maybe yeah. delayed a little bit. Maybe he'll hook us up because we're going to push this back a little. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say to again, continue mm -hmm. to, well, they, your little thing is, is not going to quite be appropriate anymore, but. Uh, I'm going to say to yeah, question everybody's motivations, but keep listening to what little birds have to tell you, everyone. Good night. I think I liked it better being blind when I couldn't read between the lines and when I couldn't see the cracks in the structure that lay bare before me the whole time. I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowed pride I thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry They both bleed us so dry My favorite songs don't hit the same way I get to the end of a four minute track And I'm only looking back thinking What did they actually say? So I try to...